Hey guys, just want to thank everybody for coming back and checking out episode 5 of Two Dope Podcasts. On this episode, Chris and I are going to get into a bunch of different stuff, uh, some really good spirited conversation, uh, which we think you guys will really enjoy. Uh, make sure that you go and check out our Twitter page too, at uh, T-W-O-D-O-P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-E. That's right, Two Dope Podcasts. Uh, we'd love to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, we're going to be posting some poll questions um, later on uh, for what we should do with the podcast moving forward. But guys, we really appreciate you coming back and enjoy the podcast. everybody welcome to episode five of two dope brothers in a podcast great to have you guys back um chris i think we've made a month now yes sir we're doing well how how do you feel about that um it's just the beginning of a long and epic story and journey i would agree i would agree (laughs) much much longer and more epic than my cubs playoff uh journey uh yeah man if the uh, if the Rockies don't start hitting they're just gonna be over pretty directly too yeah the, a lot going on so what's uh new and exciting in your world um I got a joke for you all right I love it a good joke yeah so what do you get when you mix a blue eye with a brown eye oh boy um I don't know pink eye and so uh I got a call from school today my daughter apparently has pink eye which is awesome because that's, you know, highly contagious and going around the house. So that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, good luck. I, yeah. Am I supposed to say good luck on that? I mean, I guess I don't. This is this is what happens when you have elementary school kids, I guess. I'm just learning things. I'm learning yeah. things. Yeah, man. Yeah. Elementary school kids are fun. Yeah. All right. Uh God, man, nothing going on crazy. Nothing crazy going on here. Just, uh, just uh, excited for apple picking and apple picking activities. Yeah, you re- you guys really do go apple picking, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, what's, uh, what's that like? It's it's fun. I think my kid likes to eat more apples um, before we pay for them. So you know, I'm teaching him how to loot at a very early age. All right, all right. Um, good skill to learn. Good skill to learn. But, uh, yeah, no, it's fun. We go out. Uh, Isaiah just sits there and eats apples, and his mother and I pick, uh, pick, pick fruit. What do you do, then, once you have picked said fruit? Um, I, I just enjoy a fresh apple every now and then. Um, okay. Sometimes I'll bake something um, with my Betty Crocker skills, but huh. most of the time we just, uh, you know, munch on apples. I think the kid eats about, like, an apple a day, apple and a half a day. So, that's the prescription amount, right? Prescribed amount. Yeah, he's an alcoholic, and then my wife, <laughs> an alcoholic. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Hey, we went to uh, we went to Casa Bonita this weekend, which was it's always that's like a Denver landmark. So it's that, been on. Did you go to a quinceanera or no? No, Casa Bonita. It's a uh, Mexican restaurant inside of a strip mall that has cliff diving and Black Bart's Cave, and an arcade, and uh, the worst food you've ever tasted in your entire life. 
but it's it's like a it's like a Colorado staple. Like it's like a it's like a thing. It's like Jake Jabs and Dylan Doug and Casa Bonita. Those are like the Colorado things that you gotta you gotta kind of know when you live here. And I had never been until uh, like six months ago, and my sister in law took me. And it was pretty rad. So we took the kids this weekend, Sarah's first time. Um, it's just an experience. They made a whole South Park episode about it. I highly recommend watching. It's hilarious. Um, well, but yeah, it was fun. Casa Bonita. Like, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like um, it appeals to the Denver fan base. Were there Rocky Mountain Oysters on the menu? or No, no, no. Just terrible, terrible Mexican food. I always, I always wonder about that, you know, so... You know, Mexican food is delicious, right? I love Mexican food. But, man, you got to get it done right. After living in New York and living in, in a predominantly Hispanic community, I, I have to have it authentic. I can't do it at all. Like, it's ruined Taco Bell for me. Mm. Do you guys have green chili? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hatch. Like pork green chili? Yeah. All right. a boy. Yeah. boy. Yeah. We, we, I have a huge authentic Mexican restaurant contingent on the other side of my neighborhood. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, you could throw a stone and hit a good Mexican restaurant up here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, should we jump into some of the burning sports topics that are out there? Oh yeah. Let's, let's do it. Cause some of mine's burning bad and some of it's burning good. So, all right. So why don't you kick us off, Chris? Where, where, where do we want to take this disaster train? Well, I think you start out with the biggest and worst disaster. Um, let's let's talk about the Huskers, and I and I want to hear what you have to say about those boys because we we thought that uh, it wasn't going to go well, but let's hear what you got to think. Um, yeah, man. Uh, God, it was terrible. It was terrible, dude. Um, it, you know, the talent's not at a level that's going to compete with you know like a Wisconsin where we're going this weekend. Um, clearly not competing with Purdue, um, who is probably one of the bottom teams in the, the Big Ten Conference. Um, you know, I, I just think, again, it's it's the attitude. It's the uh, charisma. It's the swagger, if you'll say. Um, you don't have to be the best, but, man, you got to put up a fight like you're not going to get a mud hole stomped in your ass. And right now I just don't see the fight. Um from everybody, I do see it in in select uh, you know areas. Offensive line was trying to do something, um, but God, we're just not that good. We're just not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Big Ten is continually getting better. Um, you know, in a couple of years, I would put it on pace with the SEC. I think we will. You know, we have our dominant program. You know, the Ohio State matches up with the Alabama in that respects, but. Um, I think you're going to start to see some some really good things come out of Nebraska, especially next year. Um, it's just, you know, it's a train wreck, man. we got to go to Wisconsin this week. I'm sure we're going to get our asses handed to us there. And uh, luckily, they're coming to Northwestern, so I'll be at that game um, the following week. But again, you know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sure thing. You know, you like to have a couple games where you're like, okay, listen, if nothing else goes right, we can beat these guys. Right now, the way Nebraska's playing, I don't even know if there's anything that's a sure thing. Um, I don't know if there's a team in the Big Ten we could just, you know, take them to the woodshed like a Rutgers. I'm, I'm even scared to play Rutgers um, because I don't know if that's a guaranteed win for us. So, uh, you know, just 
just going to be, you know, muddling through, hoping we don't get our doors blown off, hope we can be a little more competitive. I would love to see some fire and be competitive. But, yeah, not holding out any hope for, for any uh, wins anytime soon. Man, I uh, I don't even know what to say. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that they might give Wisconsin a hell of a game on Saturday. I I truly I it's I feel like it's just a matter of like a couple of good breaks here and there and a couple of smart decisions and we have a totally different record. I we what did we have 11 penalties uh, on Saturday was it 11 I think. I believe. It was abs- it was absurd. it was absurd, right? It was absurd amount yeah. of penalties. You cut out some of those dumbass penalties at critical moments. It's a whole different ball game like I I don't think we're that far off, and I'm optimistic. I I kind of at first was like, if we get into the Tyjon Lindsay thing, like I was like, oh yeah, uh, that's bad news that he left. And then kind of hearing and reading about it, and and listening to some of the things that are online. Okay, let's have a good life. Like move on. Like it, it, there's obviously some some things that are going on that we're not privy to and guys leaving. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think those guys just weren't the ones that were really bought into the whole scheme, the whole system, the amount of work it's going to take. And I, you said next year, I still think it's one more year after that before we're really like, this is a top 20 team, but I really truly believe that that third year it'll be where we want it to be. I think. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. I think, uh, you know, it's it's going to take some time. Obviously, recruitment's going to be a big part of that. Um, you know, it's going to be the maturity of some of the younger players as well. Um, that you know, uh, it's going to really push the needle. I think the maturity of those players that are brought in, that are committed there, that just need the experience of getting their asses handed to them a few times. I think they'll come along nicely. But I, I completely agree. I think years three, years four. Uh, that's when you start seeing some consistency and us hanging around the uh, polls um, in the top 25. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Scott Frost is is all the way in. Um, I like his demeanor about things. Um, I'm sure it's not easy going from a undefeated program to a winless program. But uh, he's got the right mindset. He knows, he knows what he stepped into. Um, he's all the way in. He's not going anywhere. And uh, I like to see that commitment from him. Um, I'm sure, you know, I wish I could be in the locker room, but I'm sure he's kind of pushing that down to his team to say, hey, listen, guys, I'm not going to give up on you. We're not getting the results we want, but we're going to keep grinding because, you know, we're here. This is this is a team game and we're going to we're going to do it together. And, um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, scratch one out. I would love to see us give Wisconsin all they can handle. Um, but like you said, I think, you know, you, you clean up the penalties. Um, you get some players that know better um, in the coming years. I think you clean that penalty piece of it up. You start making a couple, you know, good throws, a couple good smart decisions, a couple audibles. Um, that start to turn the game in a different direction. Like you said, I think, you know, we could easily be undefeated as we are winless right now. Well, and I think if this team gets a little bit of goodwill behind it and they get a game and they, they really feel good about a victory, I really think that's going to, like, pr- like multiply inside the locker room. You know, like when you used to play Tony Hawk skater, you get those little multipliers, and I think a win would do that. I think that just takes that – they start to buy in a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And before you know it, like then that ball's rolling and it's a, a bunch of goods about to happen. I think. Yeah. And no, I agree. When I was trying to do the 1080 on Tony Hawk's uh, pro skater, that was always the frustration. But when I landed my first 1080, that was, that's where it was at. Definitely. 
It was, it was all about compounding those those tricks. Yeah, you got to get the multiplier, get off the ramp at the right point. It was awesome. You know, you uh, you might have you might have called me a trick twice this week. Speaking of tricks, if I remember correctly. Oh, you want to segue into that now? You want to <laughs> you want to go there? All right, so let's, let's move right into the Rockies and the Cubs, buddy. So, uh, <laughs> if you're fans of the podcast, you may or may not have picked up on it already. I, uh, I, Daryl Wilkerson, am a diehard uh, bleed blue Cubs fan, um, and Chris is a very pretty recently though, right? Just like in the last two, you know, two was it two and a half years or so? You just started root for the Cubs? No, no, years, maybe no, no, sir. <laughs> No, no, sir. My love for the Cubs goes back to the '90s. Thank you very much. So I'll have okay. you know I've, right. uh, I've suffered, and I've been to the mountaintop. Um, but Chris, as we as we have just recently found out, uh, wears tampons and loves the Colorado Rockies. So, what? Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's going to be a savage piece of the podcast, guys. I'm sorry. If you've got <laughs> sensitive ears, you're not going to want to listen too much because I'm not going to take any shit, and I'm sure Chris won't either. So. <laughs> So, obviously, uh, you know, the Cubs uh, faltering late in the season uh, gave up a five-game lead um, in the NL Central to the Milwaukee Brewers. Came down to the last game of the season on September 30th, uh, at which they finished in a tie with the Milwaukee Brewers. Had to go to a one-game playoff on Monday. They lost that game, which then pushed them into the wild-card round with the Colorado Rockies. Now, the Colorado Rockies, obviously, reversal of fortunes uh, with some – help from some outside influences, and also uh, just playing some great baseball, were able to get into the playoffs um, while losing the uh, tie-breaking game with the Dodgers. So that pushed them into the wild card where the Cubs and the Rockies then met up on Tuesday. Um, it was a hell of a game, Chris. I, I can't take anything away from the Rockies. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not a bitter rivalry between our two teams, but – that was one hell of a game that I feel like 13 innings just did not do us justice. I would have loved to see us go into a series if my Cubs could have handled their business and if the Dodgers could have handled, or excuse me, if the Rockies could have handled their business. Um, I think we should have met up in a series. What do you think? Yeah, I. I think 13 innings was the most stressful 13 innings of baseball I've ever watched. Um, the series would have been, I don't know. I loved it for what it was. Like it was a, a really like nice rush. It felt like baseball is always really slow and boring and it's hard to watch a full game. Cause they're like, Oh, it's a whole series. Da, da, da. But man, I'll tell you what, I was riveted the other night. I didn't miss a single pitch. It was unbelievable. It was, uh, it felt more exciting than baseball normally feels to me. And it was, I man, it was really uh, it was nice to be able to beat the Cubs in Wrigley. Yeah, just it was awesome. Good pitching performance by both teams. Uh, some pretty good defense, other than a weird David Dahl kind of. Uh, I don't know what happened with that ball. It was windy or something. It looked weird, but I mean, it was a good game. It was, it was well played. Uh, you know, Cubs cheated their asses off with a couple of <laughs> wicked bad calls with that slide into second. Yes. Well, we overcame all of that and and we ended up winning. You know. Hey, sometimes cheaters, cheaters never prosper. Sometimes you do the pissing, sometimes you get pissed on, Chris. Okay, what can I say? Um, listen, the challenges were what they were. They went the way they went. Um, let's talk about the real elephant in the room here. Yeah, and I, I ask you this question, Chris, and we can talk about this for a few minutes. Is the wild card the best format for baseball? 
And the reason I ask this question to you is look at the wild card situation we've had this year. There is a 100 win team in the New York Yankees that played in the wild card only simply because they play in the same division as the Boston Red Sox. And also you had the Cubs and the Brewers playing in a tiebreaker and ultimately going on to play the Rockies, all 90 win teams. Now, if you look at some of these other divisions in baseball, 90 win teams, 96, 97, and even 100 win teams would have outright won these other divisions in baseball. It just so happens to be they're not in these divisions. So my question to you, Chris, is do you think we need to have a better format that gets the top teams all into the playoffs? Um, I kind of like it the way it is. I like the, I'm a, I'm a fan of the one game. I, I think it's exciting. Even that, even the Yankees game last night where they were kind of whooping their ass the whole time, like it was still kind of exciting. Like Oakland could have come back at any moment. I, I like that. I like that, man. If, if Yankees really are a 100 win team and they're worthy of it, then they should be able to put the A's away. Right. But there's always that fluky shit that would give the A's a chance. So that's why I like it, man. It's, you never know what's going to happen. And see- it's more. A seven-game series kind of levels it out too much. Like, the best team usually does win a seven-game series. Like, fluky shit doesn't happen enough games in, a, you know, seven-game series to really overcome that. Yeah, I, I see. I got to stand on the opposite side here, Chris, and I really think we got to take a look at this. Um, I'm a really huge fan of the NBA's format. You know, top eight teams, you're in. Um, it, I, I feel like these teams deserve to continue to play. Um, I feel like, you know, that one game series, anything could happen. It's a bad day. The bats aren't hot. The pitching's ice cold. You know, it's all over the place. It it doesn't lend itself to getting the best baseball on TV. I think Major League Baseball is kind of shitting in their pants. They lost a huge market in Chicago now going into the playoffs. So um, that's definitely not good for viewership. Um, We know they like to keep the big markets in. Now they still have Boston and New York. Big markets, I'm sure that that will keep people's interest. We all love that rivalry. Uh, the Houston Astros, uh, defending World Series champs, are still in it. Uh, the Braves getting back into it after years of not being in the playoffs. I think that's all good for baseball. Um, but the, they're, they're losing out on some of these bigger markets. And could you imagine if it would have gone the other way and the Yankees would have lost that wild card game? I think you lose a lot of viewership there. And I think baseball needs to be about maximizing the potential of their business. I think they've really got to start looking at getting the best teams in there. Um, Had things gone the other way, you would have had three teams from the NL Central possibly all playing in postseason baseball. It's we got to do something different here. I mean, in in, the way it would have shaken out, I mean, you could have had some of these teams in the NL Central. I mean, the Brewers and the Cubs, if they're not in the same division, guess what? They could have won any other division in the in the NL. And I think you just got to give the best teams the best opportunity. And unfortunately, you're putting some really good teams against each other way too early in this process. And I think they need to be playing later in the process. Agree to disagree. Well, I guess that's what we'll have to do. I mean, there's just no no fucking way around it, man. No, there is a way around it. They're just going to keep doing it the way they're doing it. Unless you want to, you know, call the commissioner and file a petition, maybe. I will. I'll do, I'll do a Ka- right. I'll do a Kaepernick, and I'll just kneel at every game until they change. <laughs> Jesus, Lord Almighty! Oh, you know, I gotta, gotta, gotta try to gotta do something to get stuff done around here. 
Just uh, talk to Trump. Talk to Trump. Oh, make it happen. God, let's not even go there. We're, we're trying not to be a political podcast, Chris. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying he would get things done, I imagine. Uh, it would be great. So what else, what else is up? What else is going on with you, man? How did your fantasy team do last week? Oh, man, fantasy. I actually lost by 0. 0.7 points. Point point seven, Chris. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick uh, Big Dick Mahomes just fucked wow. me. Jeez. Jeez. If he could have thrown one less touchdown, thrown for about 20 less yards, I could squeak that thing out. But no, Patrick Mahomes just does it all over me. And so, yeah, if, if he would have thrown one less touchdown, I'd have been pretty happy as a Broncos fan, too, though, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, I forgot your team lost. <laughs> <laughs> what, what really matters, your team actually lost that yeah. game. Um, I I don't know, man. So what are you thinking about the NFL this year? What are you seeing so far that's kind of got you uh, excited in football or worried? Um, This week I actually did watch some football. Um, I watched a little bit. And, uh, you know, I don't really have anything that really excites me about the NFL. The Broncos are kind of mediocre. I guess maybe the hype around Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes is really like what I'm feeling right now. It was the thing that we were talking about at work today. Um, yeah, it's like the hot news, right? They're, uh, I've seen both of them compared to Favre and Elway and their escapability and their gunslinger mentality. Like I saw, I watched uh, Scott Van Pelt last night. He had a thing on there with like the uh, what was it, the Texas Tech. Oklahoma game, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but they were, like, facing off against each other 66 to 52. Like, unbelievable game, but they're, that's, like, the hot news, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, here's my problem with football, okay? And I'm going to be a Debbie Downer, and I'm going to, you know, piss in everybody's Cheerios, but I, I just got to say it. We got to stop getting so excited about these young quarterbacks, okay? Johnny Manziel. Vince Young, we were all high, writing these praises of these guys. Yeah, but they haven't, they didn't play like these dudes have played so far. Uh, And I get it, but I mean, we're judging people and putting comparisons on people on four games worth of of study thus far. Oh, I I get it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has started all four games for the Chiefs, but I mean, he he started uh, one or two last year, though, too, because he started against the Broncos last year at the end of the season. So he might have six starts under his belt. True. Maybe six. Thank you right? for clarifying okay. that. Thank you. But yeah. but here's my thing, right? <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes is going to get his toughest test in Jacksonville this week. So he's going up, you know, leading the number one offense into the teeth of the number one defense. I mean, there's a lot that's got to be, you know, there's going to be some give and take here. Something's got to give. Either the offense is going to win out, the defense is going to win out. We're going to see what happens here. But here's my thing. Stop comparing these guys to legends in the game, Okay. Brett Favre is a legend in the game. Joe Montana is a legend in the game. Peyton Manning is a legend in the game. Tom Brady is a legend in the game, okay? These guys haven't done jack shit as far as I'm concerned. And I get it. They're hot. They're doing well. You know, Baker Mayfield came out there, wills his team to their first win. But then what does he do in the second week? Drops the game. I'm sorry. You can't heap the praise until we've seen something happen. I'm even reserved on my guy, Carson Wentz, just not to be, you know, a bandwagoner on, on riding somebody else's team. Carson Wentz hasn't done it. You know, it was Nick Foles that won that Super Bowl. Now, I credit Carson Wentz for getting us in the position to do that, but Carson Wentz has not gone out there and won a playoff game. He has not gone out there and won a Super Bowl. I'm not going to heap the, 
he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's the next great one. We got to stop putting all this stock in these rookies. We got to stop putting all these stock in these young quarterbacks. Let them prove themselves, okay? Brett Favre was not getting Joe Montana comparisons in his second or third year. It wasn't until he did the things he did, won the Super Bowls, that he got that recognition. We got to let these kids perform or else we are going to set ourselves up for failure. We're going to have another Manziel situation. I, I think Baker Mayfield, while, you know, lovely, I think he's got a high football IQ. Uh, you know, being in Cleveland, I really don't think he's going to shine until he gets out of that situation. I am liking what I see from Jared Goff. I think he's got a great system. He's got a great coach. I think he's going to do well. Patrick Mahomes, jury's still out. I mean, Andy Reid had Donovan McNabb, <clears throat> excuse me, Donovan McNabb for years, and they never could get over the hump. And I think Donovan McNabb was one of the best quarterbacks in his era in the NFL, just happened to run into Tom Brady, uh, it, it, you know, on the rise um, in that Super Bowl. So, again, I think we just got to take a pause. I like what I see. I like that they're electrifying the NFL. But, I, you know, I, I'm tired of hearing all these comparisons to great legends because – uh, in my opinion, they haven't done anything yet. Wow, you really are a Debbie Downer, man. You just pissed on everybody. Um, yeah, okay. I like the hype, man. I'm, I'm all about the hype because, <laughs> because listen, if we build them up real, real high and then they fall, it's even better, man. Think, you know, that's even better news, right? Like, you that's crush, more interesting you, to watch. You, you got to crush a soul or two on the way. I mean, it's great. Hey, you know, for us. that's uh, – that's what the uh, that's what the news cycle kind of does, especially with sports news and stuff. You know, you like to uh, you like to see the big ones fall down and then you know rebuild themselves, or they like the Johnny Manziel stories. So, whatever happens, man, it's going to be news, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think uh, it, it is what it's going to be. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm happy they're playing well now. Um, you know, I, I think football's in a very boring state right now. Uh, we're in a transition point between, you know, guys that are starting to become great. And then we've got the aging veterans that are on the decline. Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning. Uh, well, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. He's still doing his thing. Broke a couple records. So I'll keep Drew Brees out of the conversation. Uh, Philip Rivers, you know, these guys are starting to get to the point where, you know, they were once the guys. They came in, they've had great careers. And now it's time for them to give way to the next group. Um, but that crew's not quite there yet. So, you know, we'll get a couple more years of, uh, you know, Ben and Eli, wherever, you know, maybe they're with the same teams, maybe they move on. But, you know, we'll still get a couple more years with these guys as these guys come on and develop. And then I look forward to seeing, you know, maybe a Patrick Mahomes go and win three Super Bowls. You know, maybe that happens in our lifetime. But until that happens, you know, it's kind of God, just I hope not. I, I hope not. He's a chief, and we don't want the Chiefs to ever win a Super Bowl, bro. <clears throat> well, dude, you're going to need to get something better than Case Keenum at quarterback. I'm sorry. Well, all right. I agree. I agree. He might not be exactly what we thought, but uh, he's a hell of a lot better than Paxton Lynch and, oh, God, who else did they have? All those terrible – Trevor Simeon. Yeah, he's way better than any of those guys. Brock, I'll steal your money, Osweiler. Yeah, Brock Osweiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, one thing I like about Denver is you guys got a good coach. I think he'll make the right calls, right decisions, bring out the best in that team. Uh, he got a hell of a defense already, so it'll just be a matter of time. Um, your wife told me that we need to talk about these dog butt Patriots, and Tom Thomas just threw a second interception in about five minutes. 
so, that wasn't on Tom. That was on it, that was on Gronk. Gronk caught the ball and fumbled it. Listen, the stat doesn't <laughs> go to Gronk. It goes to Tom Brady and against my fantasy team. So that is uh those are two strikes against Thomas. So well, there's I'm watching Jesse, the replay. there's your shout out. I'm watching the replay and he took two steps, so I think they're gonna call it catch and fumble. So uh, you might get saved on the stat the stat sheet there, but um, yeah, I mean the Patriots are the Patriots, dude. Um, you know, two and two. I know everybody was you know on all freaking sports media. Everybody was saying you know are the Patriots done? Is this they it? do it every single year? They do it every single year. Patriots were two and two this time last year and ended up in a Super Bowl. Listen, it, until the Patriots don't make the playoffs, I don't believe the Patriots are you know done in any stretch of the word as long as Tom Brady is on that field as long as Bill Belichick is on that sideline anything is possible for the Patriots everybody needs to shut up about them not being who they are it doesn't matter who's in that system who's coming through who's doing what they know how to play football they know how to make people better they know how to get the best out of everyone they're going to continue to do what they do and your wife has got you brainwashed bro she's got you brainwashed Dude, I, I'm just calling it how I see it. How are you going to go against the Patriots? They made it to the Super Bowl last year. They're two and two. Yeah, and you're no, going to count I know, them out. I get it. No, I'm not counting anybody out. I'm, I'm just saying. I hate the Patriots. I would never speak so nicely of them like you just did. Well, you really, you gave them high praises. Well, you cheer for an AFC team, dude. I'm in the NFC, so I could care less. And then we just steamrolled them to a Super Bowl win. So I'll, you know, steamrolled this fucking guy. <laughs> steamrolled. <laughs> oh my god. Um, hey, in, in the uh, words, you, hold on, would, hold on, whoa, 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 dude. In the words of the great Dominic Toretto, who was played wonderfully by Vin Diesel. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm trying to I'm a, Fast and the Furious. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Win is winning. Okay, <laughs> winning is winning, Chris. All right, doesn't matter how you get it done. Just fucking win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. You're, you're no. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you what you were going to be for Halloween. And again, you just you just tipped everybody off. You're going to be Vin Diesel. So that's that's fucking awesome. I'm excited about that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking, uh, you know, <laughs> it would require me to shave the beard, though. And I don't know I can part with my luscious, luscious beard. Could you be Charlie Blackman? Could you pull that off? Charlie Blackman is a white man, Chris. I, I, I just don't see how I'm going to do that without being in poor taste. Well, is it poor taste? Yeah, I mean, just, you, you goes Charlie Blackman, or you throw on a mullet and, uh, you know, Colorado Rockies hat and a number 19 jersey, you're Charlie Blackman. I was thinking Mr. T, maybe. Ooh, Mr. T would be a good one. Up Kimbo, Kimbo Slice. Oh, you yeah. You do Kimbo Slice. Well, I'm not jacked, so I don't know if I can pull that off. I got, I got like a jacked dad bod. All right. All, All right. right. That might work. Sure, our lady viewers are getting a little hot and heated as we talk about our <laughs> dad bods. Hey, what has Isaiah decided on, though? Has he picked his out yet? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. We're going as Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. Has he seen that movie? Oh, we watch it all the time. He knows that entire This Is Halloween song front to back, dude. It's not too scary for him. You know, I, I, was, I was worried. <laughs> I was really worried because, you know, it came out when we were kids, and I've you, never seen it. Oh wow! Oh holy! Shit. It looks too scary for me, honestly. I I fucking hate <laughs> scary movies, so it looks just something like I would avoid. 
Well, here's the thing, though, right? It came out in a time where, you know, the 90s were a little bit a, a loose period in history, let's say, with, you know, parenting. Um, it, it's it, You would think it would be too scary. If I was watching it now for the first time and somebody told me, this is a kid's movie, would you show this to your kids? I'd say absolutely not. It's too scary. There's no way I'm showing this to my kid. My son is four years old, loves the movie, watches, sits down, watches it, loves Oogie Boogie, loves Jack, loves all those creatures, and knows the songs. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it just, you know, goes back to the old parenting tactic. If you introduce something young enough and talk through it, it's all make-believe, it's all pretend. Um, he seems to do well with it. You know, I don't, not, not much really scares him. He doesn't um, wake up with, like, terrifying nightmares and things like that? No, no, he's actually That's really good. dinosaur. Good. The, the, you know, I showed him a clip from Jurassic Park chasing a person, and I think that might have scared him more than Nightmare Before Christmas. Huh. All right. Yeah. So we're doing that. What about uh? What about Brighton and Cash? What are the? What are they dressing up as? Oh, Brighton's gonna be a zombie cheerleader, which is kind of uh, kind of sad because she's always been like some cutesy little like Disney princess, you know. But now she's like uh, she's six, so she's she thinks she's hot shit, so she's gonna be a. Uh, a zombie cheerleader and Cashy's gonna be the Hulk. Nice, I like that. Yeah, she calls him the Hulk, and I'm like, the what now? He's like, the Incredible Hulk. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, cool. Just know that so, Brighton is about four months away from telling you to kiss her ass and that she's going to a party with her friends. So yeah, it feels like it, bro. She's, <laughs> she's it's going by way too fast. Uh, I tell you, man, uh, life life is ever changing. The Hulk. So why did he choose the Hulk? What what was uh? I don't, I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, yeah. We've okay. seen. Uh, we, we just watched Infinity Wars, and Hulk was you know absent during throughout that whole thing. But you've yeah. seen him in other movies. Um, Has he seen Thor Ragnarok? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. That was. I but I tell Hulk you what, I think the thing that really stuck with him was in uh, whichever Avengers movie that was, where he uh, where the Hulk picked up Loki and slammed him around like ten times, you know, and. I, we laughed so goddamn hard at that part. <laughs> we must have watched it ten times. So I think that's kind of like he really likes Hulk because of that. That that cracked him up and it cracked me up too. It was hilarious. Puny God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the was first fun. one. That was, that was that was really good. Um, yeah. Speaking of Marvel, um, if we could just dive into some geekdom here real quick. Um, quite amazing. Some uh, interesting things that came out today. Um, Chris Evans just wrapped on Avengers four. Um, yeah, I didn't understand what he what what that was. What was he saying? He's not going to ever be Captain America again. Well, so his contract ran out after Avengers four, and there have been some rumblings and grumblings. You know, he's been doing this for like the last eight years, um, and Marvel just is now celebrating its tenth year anniversary um, as a franchise. Um, and I think the the talks where he was kind of ready to hang it up and you know kind of move on to the next stage of his career. So I think he is done. Um, playing Captain America, but um, have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? I haven't. Dude, have you seen the Ant-Man? I did. I, I begrudgingly watched it on a plane one time, and I was pleasantly surprised. That movie was actually super cool. Then you need to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp, because Paul Rudd, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who just, you don't think it works. So, like, when I figured out they were making Ant-Man, and I said, I wonder who they cast is as Ant-Man and I see Paul Rudd's name. I said, are they high? Um, no, this isn't going to work. And I saw the first one and I, I just watched the second one and dude, the guy is, the guy's good. 
The guy is really good. I mean, great actor. I love I love his funny stuff. But as Ant Man, um, you know, I-, I think he's really good. Huh. I'll have to check that one out. My neighbor recommended it too. Uh no, go back to this bullshit about uh old boy not playing Captain America anymore. I that that shit fucking pisses me off. How there's a different Spider-Man. Didn't they say Childish Gambino is going to be the new Spider-Man? And uh, I don't fucking like how they switch the superheroes around, man. Okay, well, if you're fucking, you're if you're Captain America, you got to be Captain America for fucking ever. Okay, so Chris, that's just the way it should be. So, Chris, I'm going to address you on a matter of political correctness. Okay. Okay. When referring to black people, oh. please, please, we have we're more than just our rap names. The gentleman's <laughs> name is Donald Glover. <laughs> Did you know it took me the longest time to figure out that it was the same dude? Did you know I was like, oh, I think that that is actually the same guy. Okay, we're good here. Yeah, nothing to so, say, folks. All right. Yes. All right. No, I, I mean the whole thing with Spider-Man. It's. I mean, not, <laughs> let me lay a little geekdom on you here, Chris. So Sony Pictures originally had the rights for Spider-Man. Um, so that's why Spider-Man was very void in a lot of Marvel uh, comics, even though he or comic movies, even though in the comics he is, you know, back and forth between different factions of the Marvel superheroes um, in their worlds. Um, Sony owned the rights to Spider-Man, so we couldn't really get to into it with the Marvel series. That was um, the same thing like with the X-Men too, right? Yeah, so Fox owned the right to that until, you know, Disney and ABC just brought up the world. Um, But now, um, you know, Marvel Studios actually now has the rights to um, Spider-Man, certain parts of Spider-Man. And they also have the rights to um, the X-Men. So it's finally good to see Marvel having the rights to their own content. And Marvel seems to be the only studio uh capable of pulling these things off it's nice to see him have control over that and uh be able to put out some quality stuff so that's why you've seen the actors change i think we went from uh i you know i'm gonna i'm sorry chris but i I can't remember every white person's name but uh the guy from that 70s show well we all look alike (laughs) yeah ashton kutcher no the other one the 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 main guy topher was topher grace no oh yeah 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 uh no uh, yeah dude that's not it's not even the right guy I, I, it's the you guys all do look alike. My God, um, same guy for the seventies. Tobey Maguire. That's who. Sorry, it was Tobey Maguire who played the first Spider-Man. Those, those so, are exactly you know, the same looking. You go from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield. Um, I forget the guy's name in the new Marvel movies who's playing Spider-Man, but he he's doing a great job. Um, you've had three different actors play Spider-Man because you've had three different people's hands in the pot. Um, you, there was a bunch of different Hulks too. Remember, there was a there was a couple of really shitty Hulks. Yeah, yeah, Ang Lee's uh, Hulk movies that were just hot guard. Edward Norton was Hulk at one point. Um, yeah, it, it's just changed hands so many times with different people trying to you know tap into the comic genre. Yeah, it's fucking stupid though. It, like they're gonna change Superman too. Bitch, you signed up for Superman. You're Superman for fucking ever. You get to continue to make lots of money, <laughs> be super famous, and get all the girls you want. You're fucking Superman, though. You're not going to go win an Academy Award doing something else. You're fucking <laughs> Superman. This is the path you chose, asshole. Don't fuck everybody up by making them be another Superman, you stupid ass. That's yeah. what it should be. Listen, you signed up to be Batman. You're fucking Batman forever. Ben Affleck should have never got to be Batman. It should have never come to that. It should still it. be Michael Keaton, and Michael should Keaton have been is Michael the best Keaton. Batman ever. 
I'm just it's fucking stupid. It is. It is. I there mean, I, I, I think yeah, that's our that's our comic rant, I guess. To, you know, yeah. Cut uh, that cut that shit off at the knees. All right, man. Well, I got to wrap this thing up. I got to go do some shit. Okay. Well, uh, you're you're from Denver, Colorado, so I can only imagine what shit you would be getting into. Yeah, I'm gonna be playing Xbox with my brother, so that's what I'm gonna be doing. Oh, that's so cute. We should. Have, <laughs> I think we should get Eric on the show. What do you think? Uh, no, no, we should not. We should not. Okay. No. Will we corrupt his young man? No, he will corrupt ours. Yeah. Well, well, I think we'll leave it up to the listeners. Maybe they should tell us. Should we, listeners, give us some feedback on Twitter at at Two Dope Podcast, T W O D O P E P O D C A S T. Should we have Chris's brother Eric on the podcast? And what do you want us to talk about if we can get Eric to agree to be on our podcast? You know what? I'm going to take it one step further, Chris, and, I, and then I'll let you go. I know you got to get to your Xbox. We got to pick an uncle to be on the podcast. Oof. Uh, but, oof. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of good options. There's a lot of good options. Yeah. I think it's better as a group, but yeah. Well, I I think we we it's either between your dad or Paul. Man, there's a lot of knowledge. There's a, this would be one of those that this they would Apple would have to file this under an educational podcast at that point. I don't know if we're ready for that kind of responsibility. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people would be trying to get smart off our podcast if we did that. For sure. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. I've been Daryl. I've been Chris. And you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Later, guys. Later. Hey, thanks, guys, again for listening to Two Dope Podcasts. We really appreciate having you guys on. We really love to hear back from you and uh, know what kind of feedback you have for us. If there's anything we can improve on or if there's anything you would like to hear us talk about, please visit us on Twitter at T-W-O-D-O-P-E. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's right. Visit us at Two Dope Podcast, and we would love to hear your feedback so we can help improve and make better episodes. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we really appreciate you.